Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
realize that the time to do something about it is now, before it is too late, and not tomorrow when it may be. Naturally, all traffic fatalities are not caused by hit-and-run drivers. But we have chosen this type of story tonight because we feel it may bring a little closer to home the fact that the police department is active every second of the day and night in its endeavor to stop this mass killing. And because we feel that you, the listeners, may gain some small idea of the seriousness of the situation. Remember, think before you drive. Anticipate an emergency before it happens. And the chances are that when it comes, you will be able to avoid it. Thank <laughs> you. 
Shut up. Hey, hey, you and I thought you hit somebody. Find no evidence that would link them with the fatal accident. 
Their mission at the pie bakery finished. First and cost on, begin the tedious job of checking the names on the list. Questioning the suspects. The first address leads them to a place on Virgil Street where two of the drivers, George Walter and Harry Ballin, live. And as they approach the house, sounds of music indicate a party to be underway. Sounds hot. Yeah, too hot for the home of a guy that just killed someone. Mm, I don't know about that. People are funny things, Ted. You ought to know. Shall we ring? Knock or just walk in? Yeah, let's knock. Shoot. Well, I'll tell you, Walter, we're going out and find this poor fellow. But just 
Just in case he comes in here with that truck. Telephone us right away. Understand? Yeah. yeah I understand, all right. If he comes back, I'll be here watching dishes. <laughs> Entirely satisfied with Walter's story, yet anxious to run down every lead, Hearst and Cawthorn, stop at the Culver City Police Station and tell Sergeant C.J. Truchel to be on the lookout for the truck as well as the mysterious fall, and then decide to inspect the scene of the crash once more. Accordingly, they drive there, look around for clues. Well, probably nothing we can get here, but we won't have to look around now that the mob is left. Yep. Now, here's all over the street here. I take a piece in case we find the truck so we can match it. Yeah. Now here, here's a chunk. Say, what's the matter? I figured this was grass on the windshield, didn't you? Sure. Well, it isn't. Huh? Hey, let me look. Yeah, here. My golly, you're right, kid. This grass is from a bottle or several of them. That's what I'd say. And in that case, maybe we're not going to be able to identify the truck so easy as that. Matter of fact, maybe one of the trucks over the drawers that we looked at was the one. We were looking for one with a busted windshield. Yeah. And that puts a slightly different complexion on things. Well, what do you say we take a run back to the checker cafe and see water? His friend Paul might be back. But anyway, I'm not so sure I believe everything you told us tonight. I'd like to talk to him some more. But as they approach the vicinity of the checker cafe, Cawthorn suddenly grabs her farm. Points to an object down the street a little ways. Larry, look. Up ahead of us there. Looks like a truck. Yeah, it is a truck. And it's painted red. Oh, it couldn't be that we found a pie truck. We'll have a long tide here. We'll look at it. Baker's Pies. That's the baby, all right. Yeah. And Ted, take a look at that front fender. All crumpled up. Look, Larry. This truck's only been here a little while. Well, the motor's still warm. I'll bet a dollar to a rotten donut we'll find this Paul fellow at the Checker Cafe. That or else. Yeah, I see what you mean. Come on, we're going back to water. Well, water, how are you doing with the dish situation? Huh? Oh, it's you again. Yeah. Your friend Paul come back yet? Ah, uh, not a sign of him. We, uh... We found your truck, Walter. What? Where was it? A couple of blocks from here. It's been on the wreck, Walter. Then that's the reason that guy never come back. Probably afraid to tell me he busted my truck up. Now, look, Walter, do you really expect us to believe all that? All what? All that stuff about Paul and he's taking your truck. As a matter of fact, you're just trying to cover yourself up. Isn't that right, Walter? No. There's plenty of finding the truck so close to where you are. And yet you say you didn't have anything to do with it. Now, look here, fellas. Listen, I've been telling you the truth. There is a Paul. He just lives a little away from here. You know where? Exactly? Yeah, and I'll take you there. I'm not going to get mixed up in something I didn't have nothing to do with. If Paul busted into somebody, he can take the rap for it, not me. What do you think, Ted? Well, I think this fellow's giving us a runaround. Yeah. He's the one who was driving that truck away. No, no, now listen, fellas, please. You can't railroad me for a thing like this. I'm on the up and up, honest I am. We were pretty tough tonight when we wanted to ask you some questions. I know. You see, it's a, kind of a bad habit of mine, maybe, but it doesn't have anything to do with this. I've been here all evening. And this guy I'm telling you about took the crutch of the boy for some beer. Well, maybe he did run over well, someone on the way. I, I don't know anything about that. But that's no reason I should get hauled up on it. Uh, come on, now, let me show you where he lives, please. Well, I guess there's no harm in that. As long as you don't try any funny ones, such as breaking away, that wouldn't be so good. Oh, I, I won't, honest. All right, Walter, in that case, we can go see your friend Paul. With Walter sandwiched between them in the front seat of their car, Hurst and Cawthorn drive slowly in the direction given by him. 
I'll uh, take it now. Turn someone here. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is the corner. Turn left here. He lives in a white house down the next block. Okay. And this had better be the stove, good water. If it's not, we're through playing with you. It's straight, all right. I don't know whether he'll be home or not, but where he lives. How much further? Oh, just up the next block. I'll tell you. Hey, what's the matter? That's Paul walking along there. Are you sure this isn't a gag? No, I'm him. Pull up beside him, Ted. Okay. Hey, you. Wait a minute. Huh? Your name Paul? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Paul Fred. That's fine. We want to talk to you. But uh, never mind that. You just come along with us. Uh-huh. In the car here. Who are you? Police officer. Come on, in the back there. You get him back to Waldo and keep him company. Okay. I don't see what this is all about. Right? Hey, Paul. We're going down to Georgia Street Police Station. But Come I on, Dad, let's go. Okay. Well, was it hot enough today for you, Ted? Huh? Paper says hit a new high at noon. <laughs> I sure hope it keeps up till Sunday. That's my day off, and I'm going to take a swim at the beach. Hey, what are you... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, it was plenty hot. Say, how about me going to the beach with you Sunday? Sure, why not? We can get a swell day and a little swimming, a little sunburn, some good old hot dogs. Sounds fine. Thus, talking of incidental things that have no bearing on the case, the two detectives take a leisurely drive to the police station, going out of their way to make the trip seem longer, completely ignoring their captives who sit huddled in the back seat silently watching the scenery go by. <laughs> I told you all along you were crazy to buy that car. You really got stunned. Probably done better in a junkyard. Hey, listen, I don't have to keep jumping oil in it the way you're doing that hack of yours. <laughs> Another thing, I get better mileage. Hey, I'll take you up on that. Why, I can get as high as 20 miles a gallon in traffic with cracks, and out of a trunk, it's a sink for 20 cracks. Oh, here we are. Oh. Here's where you get out, Frank. You too, Walter. Follow me. All right, in here. Colin. Yes, sir. Take care of this fellow, will you? Yes, sir. You're staying here, Walter. And you're coming with us, Sam. All right. Sit down over there. Yes, sir. Well, friend, you know what we want. No, you I... You killed a woman tonight, Sam. No, 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 no. I sure didn't. you did. And you know it. That woman you ran down in Walter's truck, she died almost instantly. But I... I... You murdered her, Franz, just as surely as you could have with a gun. I don't know what you're talking about. Here, yeah, wait a minute. Go 
fellow. What are you going to say now? Uh, I don't know. You know what the answer is on these prints, don't you? No. The ones found on the truck and the ones on fire here are identical. Not so good, eh, Paul? I... I didn't mean to it. It was an accident. How did it happen? I... I was driving along. I... I didn't see him. And then when I... When I hit him, I... I stopped and come back and waited. How long, Paul? Until the ambulance got there. That was all I could do. You were there until the ambulance got there? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see him. The, the woman must have been wearing dark clothes. Did you know you hit two people? Well, I, I knew I'd hit the man, but I thought I'd missed the woman. I thought... You didn't see the woman if you thought you'd missed her? Well, Paul? I couldn't see him. And you didn't wait until the ambulance came because there are five witnesses and saw you leave. No, no. I waited. I saw him go. I didn't mean to hurt him. I'm sorry, Paul, but the game's up. You hit those people and you deliberately left them there on the street. We can't call it murder, Paul, although that's what it amounts to. But we can call it manslaughter, and it'll run. For that, you're going to go where people who commit crimes belong, to the penitentiary. And after a short trial, on the morning of November 29, 1935, hit run killer Paul Fan, tense, white-faced, stands before Judge Baird, listens for the words that will ring in his ears forever. Paul Frank, you have been found guilty by this court of two counts of manslaughter. You've also been found guilty of hit and run, a brutal, cold-hearted crime. Therefore, Paul Frank, I sentence you to serve a term of from one to ten years on each of the manslaughter counts and from one to five on the hit and run charge, all to be served concurrently in Folsom Penitentiary. <laughs>
of Rio Grande Crust Gasoline by helping police catch criminals. Get your free copy tomorrow. All cars, attention all cars, the cancellation broadcast 173. You got your hit and run accident. Suspect in this case is now in custody. That's all. Those are the questions. Lindsley saying good night for Rio Grande.